This is the Public Speaker, quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Today on the podcast, one of my favorite topics, storytelling. But storytelling with a twist. Stories, of course, connect us to each other. They create a bond, and we all love to hear stories. But are you able to tell your story well? That is, are you able to use your voice in an effective manner when you're telling a story? Whether you're a business professional giving a presentation or you're a story lover who wants to share stories, are you able to deliver your story in a way that keeps the listeners riveted? And that's what we'll be talking about today. But first, I have my own little story to share. If you're on my newsletter list, that is the Lisa B. Marshall newsletter list, you recently received an email from Jeanette, the woman who works with me, who helps me with podcasts, who helps me with blog posts, and helps me with a variety of things. And Jeanette sent out an email requesting nomination for the podcast awards. We received back many people saying they would nominate me, which was very nice. But we got one response back, which... I feel compelled to share. It said, don't bother me with this silliness. She actually wrote that, don't bother me with this silliness. And I feel like I have to respond. I responded already in my newsletter, but I want to respond here on the podcast because I think it's important for everyone to understand why the podcast awards are such an important thing for all podcasters. There are many, many, many new podcasts coming out, and it's getting harder and harder for each of the shows to find sponsors. And the reality is when a show gets nominated and possibly wins, that show gets more visibility, which means advertisers are interested in sponsoring the show. So when we have sponsors, we continue to offer the show. And when we don't have sponsors, we can't continue to offer the show. And that that's a reality. And I know it seems indirect, but nominations for the shows that you vote for can help keep that show going. And I'm hoping that you'd like to keep this show going and that you'll consider nominating this show, The Public Speaker. And secondly, and this is more important from my perspective, for me, this show is a labor of love. I put a lot of time and effort into this, and people write me back and tell me that I've helped them. I've heard people say that they've gotten a promotion, they've healed a relationship, they've advanced their career, somebody feels more comfortable public speaking, and they're able to convince others of their big idea. All of these things are incredible that I feel like if I'm able to help other people to achieve their dreams and goals, then that's what's important for me to do, to keep doing this podcast. And if I could reach more people with this show, I know that I can make an even bigger impact. And together, we make a bigger impact. And so that's the reason why I do the show, honestly. And I hope that the people who are listening, you who's listening right now, that you think that this is important enough that you'll want to go ahead and vote for the show so we can keep it going and creating more and more success among us all. And I know you're really busy, but it really does just take a minute to vote. And by the way, the company that tracks the nominations does not sell these names. They're not spamming anyone with them. So you can go to thepodcastawards.com and vote for your favorite shows. If you'd like to vote for my show, I'd like you to vote in the education category. You just need to put the name of the show in, which, of course, is the public speaker. And then you can put the link in, which is uh, quickanddirtytips.com forward slash public dash speaker. Anyway, I just wanted to address that because... 
I just wanted to make sure people understand that it really isn't silliness, that this is an important part of podcasting. And particularly now, we need to have more people voting, not only for my show, but for all the shows that you enjoy, to make sure that you take the time and go ahead and vote for the podcast awards. Thanks so much. Oh, and if you hang tight till the end, there is a giveaway, a book giveaway that's coming up. So I want to tell you about that as well. So make sure you listen to the very end of the podcast. So today I'm continuing my response to Siri, who wrote me an email asking me to help her with her podcast. She wanted to start a podcast of her own. She wants to tell stories from a discontinued storybook in India, and she didn't know where to start. And she wanted me to give her tips to help keep the audience hooked as well as engaged. So the first half of my response to her was a previous episode where we talked about how to keep listeners coming back, just like the Serial Podcast manages to do. But in that episode, I promised more because I think it's even more crucial when you're telling stories, particularly when you're reading stories, that you need to learn to keep the audience listening by using style. What do I mean by that? By using a good vocal style. Of course, you also have to have a good story, but good stories are all around us, and anything you have to tell can be told in the story form. And I think the key to great storytelling is to present it in a manner that engages the attention and the emotions of the listener. That's the attention and the emotions of the listener. So the principles I'm going to talk about today can be adjusted to fit any situation, whether it's a business story or a story from your personal life or just pure storytelling or reading a story like in Siri's case. When you tell your own story, the first step is to generate a hook, something surprising or mysterious, something that will cause that person to want to hear what's coming next. Then with each step of your story, you draw the person deeper into the excitement. When we tell our own stories, we have freedom to improvise, to share what we want, to share in a way that's our own natural style. But for Siri, who plans to be reading from a book, she has to learn how to tell an effective story using somebody else's words. So I think to tell a story using the words of an author is difficult. It's difficult to do that in a manner that's interesting, exciting, and compelling. And it's not easy to do because you need to sound as if the words are yours. And that requires some skill and some practice. In short, to do that effectively, you need to become a voice actor with your own unique style. Here's how I think about it. My identical twins have been learning piano for several years now. And when one of them sits down to play a piece, I almost always know which daughter is playing the music, even when I'm not in the room. So why is that? It's not because one of them is less skilled than the other. They've been playing for about the same amount of time and are definitely equally skilled. The difference is in the way they play, or probably more accurately, the way they interpret the music. One daughter is far more comfortable playing in a syncopated style. She has a heavy-handed, confident style of playing. The other daughter tends to have a more fluid style of playing with a very light touch. So when they play the same piece, I can hear the differences in their style. So in the same way, Siri, because she's going to be reading stories, 
she'll need to develop her own unique style of delivering stories. And if you think about it, in a way, telling stories provides even more freedom to create your own style than playing a piece of music. With stories, you don't have the tempo marked like music. You create your own tempo. You decide when the story needs to speed up or when it needs to slow down. You decide the overall tone of the story, and you decide when it needs to be louder or when it needs to be softer. And you decide where to pause and for how long. Since delivery instructions are never part of a written story, you're left to interpret it in your own way. And the first step of that process, the process of interpretation, is to think about the meaning of the words and, of course, the intent of the author. How does the author want the audience to feel? Go through each sentence and think about the message being conveyed. What are the keywords, and how might you want to emphasize them to accurately convey the right feeling? Say the words aloud. Try different alternatives to hear what works best. And if time, read the story to young children, and you'll be able to see what works best and what doesn't. Just look at their faces. And by the way, for a business professional, same thing goes for you. Tell your story in front of someone and watch their face. Was there a bigger reaction when you slowed down at one point in the story? Do you need to pause a little longer in a certain spot to let them fully digest the meaning? Do you need to speed up to increase a sense of anticipation? By delivering the story several times, you'll begin to really know the rhythm of that particular story and make it your own. Next, it's best to mark up a personal copy of your story to help you remember your delivery choices. So what do I mean by mark up? You can use line breaks to mark pauses between and within sentences. I use one line, two lines, three lines to indicate the length of a pause, for example. You'll want to indicate which words require emphasis. Will you say it louder? Will you say it softer? Will you do trailing up or will you do trailing down? You'll want to mark when to speed up, when to slow, when to pause, when to draw out a word, when to increase or decrease your energy level. Also mark the pronunciation of any words you're having trouble with. I've created my own system, all capitals, triple dots, triple underline, forward slash, backslash. All of these have specific delivery meanings. So over time, you'll develop a system that works best for you. Ultimately, your goal is to use your delivery instructions to help you sound as if the words are your own, and you're simply telling and not reading the story to a friend. That really is the biggest hurdle you're going to face, Siri, conversationally delivering somebody else's word choices, telling someone else's story authentically. It's difficult. In essence, you'll need to learn the skills of a voice actor. And just like professional actors, and like my daughters when they play a piano piece, with time and practice, you'll create your own style of storytelling. All the principles I've mentioned are useful in every walk of life. If you have to give a presentation, a speech, a sales pitch, these skills are invaluable. You might even consider creating your own delivery symbols to mark your notes before you speak. They don't have to be as involved as those of a storyteller, but they can help you put inflection and excitement into your voice. This keeps people engaged and helps you point out what you think is most important and so that your audience will think it's important too. I think it's good to include a story in everything that you present. You want to hook them at the beginning. You want to introduce a little conflict. You need to resolve that conflict. And use your voice to convey importance, excitement, and emotion. Your talk will be, quote, talked about for a long time afterwards, and it will be remembered. 
You'll make connections, and that's always, always good for business and for your personal life. This is Lisa B. Marshall, moving you from mediocre to memorable, from information to influence, and from worker to leader. As always, your success is my business. So if you are a podcast listener and you are not on my mailing list, I want to let you know something that you probably don't know about. I also have a blog post each week. For the past several months, maybe six or seven months, each week and every week, there's a blog post with content very similar to the podcast. So if you haven't been visiting the Quick and Dirty Tips website or you don't get my newsletter, you may not be aware that there are these blog posts. And this past week, there was a blog post on a topic that's important to almost everyone that I know, every speaker, because 75% of people experience this issue, and that is overcoming speakers' anxiety. And this week on the blog post, I included a short video from Matt Abrahams. He is a Stanford professor that does similar work to me, but he has this great video that has the top 10 suggestions for overcoming nervousness. I have read his book and interviewed Matt before, and his book has just come out in the third edition. It's called How to Speak Up Without Freaking Out. And Matt has graciously offered three copies of his book so I will be doing a giveaway, but you need to get the details of the giveaway by visiting the blog post. You can visit that again at quickanddirtytips.com forward slash public dash speaker. Finally, I'd like to encourage you to go ahead and nominate your favorite shows. You can go to podcastawards.com and nominate the podcast that you listen to the most. I'm hopeful you'll consider nominating this show in the education category. You just need to type in the name, the public speaker, and then put in the URL, which is quickanddirtytips.com forward slash public dash speaker. Then scroll to the bottom and enter your info and hit submit. It's super quick. I swear it's 30 seconds or less. I really appreciate those that have already nominated the show. And again, if you feel the show is worthy, go ahead and vote, but certainly vote for all of the shows that you listen to things that you enjoy. It does help the shows out tremendously. One last announcement. I know this episode is full of announcements, but I am looking for featured listeners. That is, I'd like to feature you as part of the podcast. I'd like to hear your name, what you do, where you listen. Do you listen in the car? Do you listen when you're exercising? And then your favorite part of the podcast or how the podcast has helped you. You can either send this in in audio form or you can send it in written form. For more details, you can contact me at publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. That's publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Just write me and say, yes, I want to be a featured listener and I'll send you more details. Thanks so much. I hope to hear from you. Really, become a featured listener. It'll be great. Hi, I'm Johanna Rocco from Newfoundland, Canada. If you'd like to be a more compelling communicator, I invite you to read Lisa's best-selling books, Smart Talk and Ace Your Interview. I read Smart Talk in preparation for attending my very first convention. One lesson I learned and used frequently was how to correctly shake hands. That skill was essential in helping me relax and feel confident when meeting people at the convention. I also want to encourage you to become a Lisa B. VIP, like me, by visiting lisabmarshall.com slash VIP. That's lisabmarshall.com slash 
VIP. Finally, you can learn more about Lisa's keynotes and workshops at lisabmarshall.com or if you have a question for Lisa, send it to publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Thank you.